morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm fantastic, brother. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Hey, I want to wish you a happy Friday. Happy Friday. Although we may release this on a Tuesday no, or a Wednesday, possibly a Monday. In a rare occasion, I can see it being released on a Thursday. And uh, But it is Friday as we record this. Right. And that's what's important. Yeah. So happy Friday, man. It's the end of a long week. Yep. Well, what are we going to do? Uh, we're going to do some more recording. You want to take uh, take the boat out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you take your yacht out. All right. Or my sailboat? Yeah. Yeah. You, Should you be can, nice. I think the rains are past. You can jimmy the jib and raise the hoist. and The sail and, yep. Yeah. Tack. You, oh, yeah, you can tack. Yeah. Got to do some tacking. Yeah, I love a good tackle. Yeah, you and upholsters. Yep. Always tacking. So, uh, welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. It's my favorite day of the year and my favorite podcast of the year, Ray. Of the year? Uh-huh. Okay. So, you you determine your favorites by year. Yeah, yeah. So, this year. This year. It's, it's my, your this, favorite. It's my favorite Saturday Morning Sales Meeting. It's Not willing to commit one. to next year or mm, last year. Yeah. We're just going to say. I mean, it was last year as well. So no, it's it really, wasn't. It's two years in a row. No, it wasn't. It, it, well, we started in January. No, we started in November. Well, we started recording in November. We didn't release till January. Well, that it was my favorite when we recorded it. <laughs> but, but it's not officially on a, a podcast until we release. Tomato, tomato, Ray. It's all about the release. Mm. So, but here we are, your favorite podcast <clears throat> of the year, favorite day of the year. You haven't used that one in a while. Yeah. Maybe I'm just a little thrown off by that big-ass Rolex you have oh, on your wrist. Oh, no, no. Uh, you know what? I mean, I, I I would love it if I had a big-ass Rolex on my wrist. Is that wrist, a Submariner? I don't. I don't nope. Mm. Ain't got one. Let's move on. How about some current events, John? Ray, I don't really have any current events today, do you? Nope. I think we're just ready to dive in. Let's jump right in to the deep end of the campaign pool. Hey, we are going to be talking about campaigns. And what is a campaign, John? Amen. I'm glad you asked, Ray. That's a great question. And uh, here's what a campaign is to me. It's, it's any unsolicited communication with your client or your prospect. Okay. That's a campaign. It could be an email campaign, a direct mail campaign. A phone campaign. A phone campaign. Which is our... Preferred method of campaigning. Amen. Hey, it's our preferred. I would rather talk to someone on the phone than speak with them through text or email or the printed word, Ray. Amen. But we'd most prefer to see them face to face. That's where we're most effective. And that's what our goal is of any campaign. I agree, Ray. And, and here's the deal with campaigns. They're only as effective as your script is motivational. Right. We're trying. I mean, we've caught a customer off guard who was not expecting to get the question, "Hey, are you interested in buying from me?" Right. So we better have something really motivational in there, some trigger, some unique opportunity, some opportunity that is has a time constraint on it. Yeah. Uh, and it must create value in the customer's mind to take action. There's a reason why out of every person's information I have, I chose to reach out to you, Mr. Customer. To let you know of this opportunity 
that is available to you. Right. And I think we've been through this before, you know, with other topics is uniqueness. Time sensitivity. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm trying to say. I guess we'll go with that. So it's it's got to have the unique proposition, and it's got to be time sensitive to create some urgency. That's right. the word I'm looking for is urgency, and well, it's got to promote taking action. Oh yeah, I know uh, Fran Milbauer, mm-hmm. who we both worked with previously. Uh, Fran would say it's calling the right person at the right time with the right message. Right, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I think, and yeah, it doesn't matter saying, the industry. We're saying the same thing in so many different words. Yeah, yeah. and you're right; it doesn't matter the industry. Yeah, I mean, we should be calling on potential clients as a regular uh, aspect of our role if we're selling. Yeah. Right? You know, if we're just sitting around waiting for people to give us the opportunity to present them, then, yeah, we're, we're missing an opportunity. Yeah, you're taking orders. You're not prospecting yeah. and selling. Yeah. And, and when I would go into dealerships and, you know, a lot of dealerships, it would surprise me how many, even still today, don't take advantage of doing campaign calls. Man, they don't do it. And, you know, I wrote an article on LinkedIn about this a few months ago. And, yeah, it, it's we, we take so much energy to create this customer database you know and every sales manager and every dealer in the world is telling all of their people get a name get a phone number get an email right. we got to have this information as much information as possible and then it goes and sits and collects dust in the database of doom yeah right. never to be spoken of or reached into again yeah no i <laughs> i agree wholeheartedly and to me, and I would share this with the clients that I work with, as well as when I was in dealerships, uh, employed by dealerships, uh, that if we can generate a customer off of a campaign, mm-hmm. that's a found customer, right? How much more valuable is that customer than somebody who is reaching out to us, right? I mean, somebody who's reaching out to us is probably reaching out to multiple dealerships, but if I can get somebody to consider getting in the market who wasn't already considering being in the market, God, that's that's where we grow, right? That's our increase of numbers for the month because everything's based off of how many people we know who are going to be in the market. Well, what about people who were not projected to be in the market? Let's right. generate customers out of that. Yeah. And let's talk about the pitfalls of this now. I grasped your excitement and you know that what you're making a very valid point that the data is there right. to create more business today. Yeah. The downfall I think is in how we pull out the most likely customer to say yes right. out of those 10,000 records we have. Yeah. Right? The worst thing we can do to a BDC staff or a sales staff is hand them a list of 600 names and say here go through this. Well you just happen to notice it's Adams through Abernathy, right? <laughs> well, you know, how how much did you filter this data? Yeah. So, yeah, it's in how you filter that data. It's in who you pull out of there that is most likely to be interested in your proposition. Well, and I think even more important than that is keeping accurate data on the success of the campaign. Totally. Right? So as we're doing a campaign, right, we go and we, we tackle a, a certain 
defined number of names. Yeah, let's say right? we pull a, a list of a thousand names or five hundred names. Well, when we get through fifty or a hundred of them, so let's reevaluate. Right? Are we using the right message? Right? Is our message effective? How many people do we get a hold of? Out of those people that we got a hold of, how many of them actually showed some interest? You know, have we actually been able to generate somebody out of them? Maybe we need to change the script. Maybe we need to do away with that campaign altogether and move on to something that's going to be more effective. Right. But if if all we do is just hand somebody, you know, here's, you know, letters C through E, call them and then we never go back and say, all right, was that worth our time? Then, yeah, we're doing ourselves a disservice. Yeah, I think that goes back to what you were talking about with Fran is the right person or the right person, the right time, time and the right message. Right. I mean, we could have a great motivational reason to purchase now. But if someone just purchased three months ago, right. you know, it's the wrong time on that guy. Right, yeah. right. But, you know, if we call this guy, I mean, there's a lot of ways to pull the data. You know, are they close to paying off their vehicle? Right. Is it a lease-end customer? Um, I've recently been talking to a company that, that does a credit score monitoring system. And so when someone's credit score rises, they know, hey, I can either, number one, get this person a better rate or reduce their payment perhaps you know maybe i could just refinance the deal yeah or maybe i could trade them into a newer vehicle and keep their payment the same yeah who wouldn't want to do that right and with the plethora of companies that are out there that are willing to resell you your own data <laughs> that's right? the problem right yeah. that that are filtering them by more likely candidates to be at least open to the message that you have to share. Mm -hmm. If you're not fully engaged in trying to grab those customers, God, what are you paying all that money a month for, for some company to provide you this list of people that you're either not calling on a regular basis or you're not messaging correctly? You hit the nail on the head there. It's in, you know, are, are they just bringing you your data repackaged? Yeah. And I think, you know, it's like anything else, any other vendor that you deal with is there are good ones, there are bad ones. And I have some exciting news to share with you, Ray, that we're in discussions right now with a company that, quite frankly, does that the right way. Yeah. They have a lot of packages that will not only filter your own data, but filter your market's data. Wow. And, and bring you, yeah, the, the most likely people that are going to be in the market right now. Yeah. That's Pretty huge. Cool stuff. But, and I've seen some of the companies that are the best at providing you quality leads are not the best at the scripts that they give you to address those. If they do it at all. Yeah. You know, a lot of them just say, here's the data, pay me. Go get them. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that's part of the discussion is, you know, how do we help walk dealers through this process? Because we can't just throw them the data. I mean, I mean, when we go in dealerships, whether it's there for BDC training, sales training, or a hiring event, and you're doing onboarding, we have manuals and textbooks that we bring with us, right? Right. Training materials. Well, if it was easy enough, we would just leave the box of training materials and say, here's the info. Go. See yeah. you later. Yeah, call me when you need something else. Right. No. No, but that's that's the part, that's the hand-holding. That's the, you know, seeing this at 100 dealerships around the country yeah. and knowing, you know, okay, this culture's a little different. This manager, oh, I've dealt with this type of manager before. Right. But. Yeah, and a, a great desk manager is not necessarily great at 
understanding how to coach people on generating leads from this. Yeah. Right? They're the guy you want to get involved once you've got somebody who's interested. Right. But to cultivate that person, you need a whole different mindset of, you know, how to deal with them. It's the most dangerous thing a sales manager can say, Ray, is somebody else does that. Or right. that's not my job. Yeah. Right? It's it's every if your title has a manager or director in the title, it's your job to train your employees. Yeah. And, and, I mean, let's face it. When you're invested in their success, number one, they're going to be more loyal to you. Right. Two, they're going to perform better. And three, you're going to be cultivating that relationship and that salesperson's career. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, right. And hopefully you do it right. They're going to stay with you long term. Right. I mean, you, you make them more money, which means you make more money, and they're happier, and you're happier, and yeah, everybody we, wins. We've been in those dealerships where the BDC people and the sales people and the service advisors, they stay for 20 years, yeah. right? And then we've been in those where it's a stepping stone. Yeah. They stay for a year and a half, they put it on their resume, they get a title, right? and then they move on to the dealership that treats them well. Yeah. But that all comes back, I mean, we're kind of notorious for getting off on tangents, but that all does come back to... We don't just drop the data on your doorstep. We're going to teach your people how to use that data, what to say, how to deliver an effective message. And I say we're going to do it. You know, hopefully we're involved. But if you have someone else, you know, if you're using a third-party vendor to do this, ask that of them. <laughs> yeah, ask the, yeah. I mean, just ask them for those resources. And if you know your your current staff is not either doesn't have the time, doesn't have the expertise to be able to really dive in and say how effective are we being, then get somebody like us involved, right? Bring somebody in who's going to be able to filter through and say, okay, here's where you're effective, here's where you're not. I can help you in the area you're not, and and figure out. Are we doing everything we can to cultivate and grow our business from these right, avenues? Right, and it's about being mobile, right? We can pivot on a dime, and I say we. I'm talking about the dealerships we work with. Right. We can see if something's not working, let's pivot and let's fix the problem. Yeah. It, it comes down to creativity and a commitment to the success of the dealers you're involved in. And, you know, I kind of go off on how we help people, but, I mean, we're talking about campaigns in general, vendors in general. Right. If, hey, you don't want to get our help, that's fine, but here are some pointers of the way to do it the right way. Yeah. Well, Ray, that uh, alarm there can mean only one thing. That That's the, it's the end alarm. Well, actually, that's my timer for telling me the kielbasa is ready to take out of the oven. Well, it's the same thing. <laughs> right, it means... You know, tomato, tomato, <laughs> I, whatever. It means we must end the episode so I can eat some kielbasa. Sounds good. With, with uh, Sweet Baby Ray's, Ooh. my favorite barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. All right, well, I want to thank everyone for listening, Ray. Yes, we appreciate you listening, and uh, we hope this was informative. Can't stress enough the importance of a good approach to campaigns. I couldn't have said it better myself, Ray.
would like to learn more about John and Ray, visit our website, SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com, where you can also listen to additional episodes or read articles we've written. Or email us directly, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. We'd love to hear show ideas, comments, feedback. What about dealers and sales managers, Ray? If you're a dealer or manager who would like more information on our sales training, BDC training, new hire training, or process evaluation and improvement, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. And don't forget about the total dealership assessment, Ray. That's where we come in, evaluate the sales process, look at the lead flow. I mean, if you've got leads that you're not handling properly, we can help. And we can help both on the variable and fixed operation sides of the dealership. Right. And these are immediate action items that you can put in place tomorrow to sell more cars or write more ROs. Right. Simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. That's info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com.